Welcome to Coffee and an Interview. I'm Jacqueline Pena, and I'm here today with Aditi Warden Singh on the topic of using your cultural experiences for empowerment. How are you doing today? I am good. I am excited. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining me today, uh, nice in the morning with coffee, uh, to talk about this very important topic of using our cultural experiences for empowerment. I thought maybe we could start with having you share a little bit about who you are and what you do so we could connect all of that to the topic for today's interview. Wonderful. So I am Aditi Vardhan Singh. I am uh, an award-winning author and a Uh, the founder of the Raising World Children online and in-print platform. Uh, It's a platform where I am striving to bring diverse voices together so we can help empower children using our cultural experiences. What I mean by that is uh, that we all experience life in different ways and that is a lot to do with our personal thoughts and our personal processes and our cultural influence and our heritage and present cultures all combined, right? We are all being raised in multicultural environments right now. And uh, especially our kids, like even if you have been raised in any form, your kids are going to be raised on multiple, on the borders of multiple cultures, no matter where they are. So I hope that I can help parents be more mindful of their own decisions uh, by uh, bringing forth topics to discuss with their kids. So I have written two books, Strong Roots Have No Fear, which is a parenting book. Uh, It has won a number of awards uh, and has been featured on a lot of platforms. It's a parenting book full of conversation starters for kids to build good decision-making skills, good, uh, 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 good, Sorry, I'm sorry, but cultural sensitivity towards uh, others, be more uh, empathetic, be more kind, be more rooted in their own value system, because everyone has to develop their own value system. So those kind of things. And I'm uh, really glad to say that Lord, the success of the book just talks about how many more parents want to see books that are talking about the mindfulness of a child, because I have written the book from my own perspective. Growing up as a third culture child, uh, I was, I'm was i Indian, I was raised in Kuwait. So I was never Indian enough for India and never, uh, you know, never anything else for any other country. And now I'm in America raising American kids. Uh, we're all Americans now. Yay! <laughs> but, uh, uh, but yes, it's it's been a challenge raising my kids because, but I can still relate to their struggles culturally. So that's where my platform ca- came in, where uh, I, my journey from a writer to a uh, uh, to a I think person who wishes to join people together has come in where I want people to think about how we all influence each other and how we influence our kids because of that and my other book How Our Skin Sparkles uh, just won an award for excellence in literature for uh, school issues and uh, what it talks about is of course our skin color but I've used uh, the Indian culture and concept and science, most importantly, because I want our kids to know that they can blend today's culture, uh, the world around them and have their feet in facts always, because we want with the way the world is going, we want to make sure our kids are empowered uh, enough to be global thinkers right from the get go. 
uh, it doesn't matter how they are doing academically. That's my personal belief. I want my kids to know that they can. They need to be good people first, and they need to help others around them and understand why people do the things they do. Because I think a lot of what's happening in the world today is because of the fear of not understanding each other and not being willing to see uh, another person's perspective. So I think that's a long and short of <laughs> what I do. Uh, on our platform, we have a team of writers who write together. We feature guest writers all the time. And now I have turned self-publishing coach wherein I am helping other writers become authors uh, and bring their multicultural experience forward in talking about everyday things and uh, hopefully lift each other up. Yeah. I love that. Lift each other up and um, and how you used, you know, you had this purpose, this big why that really pushed you with raising world children and now seeing the, the power behind that and how many people you could impact now turning into the coaching side of things mm-hmm. and helping other people become published writers so that they themselves can use their stories to empower other people. So it's, it's a wonderful uh, kind of like a, a circular process, right? It's a wonderful yes. way of coming all around and helping others do the same thing that you're doing yep. with Raising World Children. You, you mentioned a couple of interesting things and I want to ask you a few questions about that. So one of them was this idea of a third culture child. Mm-hmm. And could you share a little bit more about what that even means and why that um, becomes so critical when we're looking at where we live and what we do? Right. So third culture children ideally are children who are from one culture and being raised in another culture. Uh, I don't even fit in that mold uh, in the definition of the term. But uh, because I was raised Indian, I was surrounded by Indians. But when I went to India, my the thought process was never how other people would think. Like a 10-year-old asked me, uh, where are you? Like, who are you? And I was like, and this is in my book uh, too. So uh, the kid said, uh, who are you? And I was like, uh, I'm Aditi. And she was like, no, where are you from? And I said, I'm from here because this was in India after the Gulf War. Yeah. So I'm 10 years old. I have never had people ask me what caste you are, what religion you are, what state you're from. And this 10-year-old is asking me these questions that trying to narrow down in what box that they want to put me. And that was my first experience of being boxed into something and me retaliating against it. And I was like, uh, well, I'm from uh, like where you are. And then she's like, no, but like you must be from a certain state, right? And I was like, okay, so my father is from this state and my mother is from that state. And, you know, uh, so that's where I guess my heritage is from. So she said, no, oh, so it's a love marriage, huh? And I was like, dude, like, <laughs> I was like no it was not a love marriage it was an arranged marriage my grandfather saw my mom and this is these are th- this is where I believe that it's important to share with our kids because my mom had always told me these stories my mom always discussed everything openly with me and you cannot believe from that day from that 1990 I believe this sorry 91 probably it was and after that for my next two decades or three decades of my life, I've answered people this way that, uh, oh, uh, I was, I mean, uh, I'm from, I was raised in Kuwait, but uh, my father is from uh, Madhya Pradesh. My mom is from Maharashtra. No, it's not a love marriage. <laughs> wow. It's like, that's your tagline. <laughs> yeah, because it helps me get, it helps, it used to help me get boxed into people because 
people from madhya pradesh in india want me want to know that i'm from madhya pradesh people from maharashtra get an instant click that oh she's from maharashtra if they are from a gulf country they are like oh you are an indian raised in gulf yay so you need to be able to fix fill fix oh, sorry fill into some kind of box to be able to connect instantly with someone and uh, that is sad actually that i feel very sad growing up now i feel uh, that why do we feel the need to box people into categories and uh, i can see my kids having the same issue growing up because they're going to be like oh my my father grew up in a different state my mom was raised in kuwait and we are we are american no we are not religious we are spiritual <laughs> but that's life and i guess that's people but i hope that with the work i'm doing i can help change that a little bit yeah it's um it's very complicated to feel like you need to fit into these boxes whether you're in one place or another and um and you never really need to fit into any box and so then you feel bad because you can't fit right. neatly into any box but you have to fit into a box to connect with people and and if only we can continue this dialogue and and um and this work to help us see that we don't we don't need those boxes this how do we tear down some of those walls or those boxes okay. uh and and think of us more globally but it, it is a very complicated topic even today in 2020 right yeah i and that's where fitting in versus belonging is an important conversation we need to start having because teenagers and young adults they they crave fitting in with friends or with their loved ones or with a boyfriend or girlfriend but uh what we want our children to feel like is that they belong wherever they are it doesn't matter who they are their heritage their culture their religion they should be able to belong no matter where they are these cliques these cool kids and these nerds and all of that that's also a cultural thing like i growing up in kuwait i learned about nerds and uh whatever else these terms that there are there because of american tv because we used to get one channel and they had all american shows <laughs> So I was like okay I read a lot of books so I am a nerd and I defined myself by what I was watching on TV and I think these are things that we need to chip away at I know there's no magical formula for it but the conversations that we keep having with our kids these mindful conversations that hey you know what this is not you if just someone calls you a nerd that doesn't mean you become one if you see on television a kid likes a lot of books and someone calls him a nerd that doesn't mean that you're a nerd too those kind of things uh so yeah That's very interesting. It it brings us back to that topic of using your cultural experience experience for empowerment. So, using your cultural experience for empowerment is also looking at the subcultures within our schools and our communities and how do we empower our children to navigate that and succeed and have that feeling that sense of belonging that we all want we all want to feel like we belong to something to someone to a place to a culture to an an, an environment and and how do we help our our children with that So do you have any other uh looking at third culture children and looking at the work that you do do you have any um other bits of advice or things that you've learned through your writing process and writing your books and in helping parents to in part help their children become empowered through their cultural experience right so that's a two part question i'll do the parenting thing first is where 
through my 10 years of work in this field of you know blogging and writing and uh, watching observing people more because once you start writing about your experiences uh, in being a parent you tend to observe those around you and i see that a lot of what we do has a lot of peer pressure around us uh, our cultural uh, peers our uh, academic peers we tend to get influenced very easily so and you don't even realize when it happens so i if anything uh, i would just request everyone listening to this is that please be mindful of how much you are influenced by those around you and the decisions you are making because it's very easy to get go in the flow the problem with that is it could be a good and bad thing but mostly what happens is your kids seeing you following the herd and that leads to a lot of sub issues within people and all this i say because i myself have done the mindful work of being th- thinking every single day about why is it that the decisions i make are the way make me the way i am uh like i said before you know fitting in is something i wanted to do which is why i would give that long driven answer uh, today if i tell someone if someone says that uh, where are you from i say i'm from richmond and they have a plus puzzled look on their face but it's okay because i don't care anymore i'm like i am me if you like me we'll talk about my heritage i'm more than happy to talk about it but that shouldn't be the box in which you put me in you should understand that richmond is my home richmond virginia is my home uh, i this is the longest i've lived in any city it's like in 12 years in one place is the first time i've ever lived in a place uh, in a, in my whole life so for me this is home my kids were born here uh we have built a home here we uh, bought a house here so this is home for me so it shouldn't define who i am depend my culture shouldn't define me it should help me in my experiences it should make me more empowered so the books that i read the cultural mythology that i read the uh, religious text i read that should help me be more empathetic that shouldn't stop me from talking with other people it shouldn't be a hindrance in my a relationship with others it should be a you know a stepping stone or a way in which i can relate better to others so if someone says uh, that uh, you know oh i have uh, and i should be open to asking questions that uh, you know oh why is this why do you people do this and why we shush our kids so quickly that don't ask this don't do this so i think i'm saying three things first is be very mindful of the influence you have second don't let people box you don't let your kids see you being boxed uh, and third is just think uh, of how you can learn more about the world be it books be it uh, conversations be it uh, curiosity be it uh, books like we have a book coming out which is called the global uh, raising the global mindset 25 women are coming together and talking about the challenges they faced in raising their kids who are multicultural uh, in every aspect so these are the kind of books that you want to be picking up to think more about it uh, as far as writing is concerned uh, i highly recommend people to use their experiences when they are writing their culture the cultural influence that you have uh, in your writing process is humongous but you need to be mindful about it uh, what often happens is that uh, people write things and you are writing from your perspective you're writing for your audience you don't even realize you're writing to your peers but your book is going to be read by a global audience your your book is hopefully your articles are going to be read by people from all over the world now 
So you need to be more mindful about what you put forth. So supposing I write about something like a festival called Raksha Bandhan. Now around the world, people don't know what Raksha Bandhan is. So no matter what article I write, I cannot assume that everyone knows what Raksha Bandhan is or what Diwali is for that matter, or why Diwali is celebrated. People all around the world today know Diwali. They know Hindu celebrated, but they don't know that it is celebrated by different cultures for different reasons around the world. So that is my job as a person who's writing, who's uh, sharing my thought to help people understand every aspect of what I'm writing, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. And, and, and you said something that even as I'm, you know, I'm actually um, finishing up a draft of a book and I'm thinking about what you just said, because I am writing from a perspective, I think as writers and it, it affects us as parents and, and as mentors, but, you know, putting the writing hat on, we do write from a perspective, uh, from a lens that we've developed over time from all of our experiences, our records, the things we've lived that in some way influence how we see the world. And sometimes when we put that message out there, whatever message we're putting out there, we don't realize that we're putting it from our lens only or our perspective accidentally. And we have to broaden that conversation. Same thing with parents and helping their children be more mindful and be more culturally aware and really look at empowering themselves through their cultural experiences. Um, same thing with so many things we do with our mentorship and, and our work. So it makes perfect sense what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's just so important because when you're writing, especially representing your culture, you need to remember that your opinion is not your culture. So you need to show every aspect of it. You cannot just say that, oh, I had this experience and this is what I'm going to talk about. You need to do your research. You need to figure out what other ways uh, there are of doing the same thing and make sure that you put it forth. Like just uh, recently, uh, this whole thing about the Indian matchmaking show has become a big thing. And I felt really upset about it because I honestly felt from what I saw, I don't watch reality TV. I'm putting this caveat. I have not watched the show completely, but now people are telling me that, no, no, it's not as bad as you think it is. <laughs> but I really feel that when you're representing, you need to make sure you have quality over quantity. You can't just say, oh, I'm representing my culture. That's enough. You need to do it in a way which is balanced, which is thoughtful, which is mindful. So, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> no, definitely. No, thank you. Thank you. Because you're already helping me in uh, my own uh, writing and mentorship journey, because I think uh, it's true. My perspective is very different. So I, I have to be mindful of that. Yeah. So definitely very helpful. Um, in terms of all this work you do, um, a lot of it is focusing on parents and their children. You bring your experience as a, uh, as a third culture child, as we were saying, and your experiences are looking at this need for belonging and how cultural experiences can be used in a way, um, unfortunately, you know, you're boxed in and you're disempowered. And so a lot of your work is looking at empowering yourself through your cultural experience. Is there um, any, are there any other life experiences or anything that, that really sparked this purpose in you? Um, I know you're a mother and we were talking about that earlier, but was it that, was it something else? What sparked this passion to focus so much on raising world children and to empower so many of us to be able to do this kind of work as well? That's a wonderful question, actually. Uh, I think it was 
raising my kids over time it was a snowball effect so i had been doing freelance writing and i was writing for other publications and i noticed that no one was doing the like i was blogging personally i was just right sharing my stories and then i realized there is there are there is hardly any collaborative platform uh, where people talk about the minuscule problems in life because i believe you all live in our bubbles and things like that so uh, and i think the snowball effect came from the challenges i was facing in raising my kids and how i could understand why they were saying what they were saying so if my son would say uh, my son doesn't speak hindi my kids don't speak hindi and i have had people comment oh you you speak hindi so well how come your kids and you stay at home that's a huge thing that oh you stay at home and your kids don't speak hindi that was one of one of the pivotal moments which i'll mention today is that uh, and i thought about it and i realized hindi is not my first language english is my first language no one would i mean it took me 35 37 years of my life to accept that we speak english mainly in our home we don't speak hindi so where are my kids going to learn i need to be conscious i was just telling my husband uh, yesterday that uh, it is so difficult for us both of us to transition into hindi with the kids because for us english is what we speak at home uh be it in my parents home in my parents home also especially if my parents get mad they speak english <laughs> <laughs> and now in my home when i get mad i speak hindi which i'm working on every single day because somehow you know i kind of so i realized like a few like i earlier i used to just speak english and then i was like no i need to start speaking hindi and i would speak hindi and then i realized oh my god i speak in hindi every time i'm mad i don't want them to associate hindi with anger and you know it's it's a constant process for me because i think in english my thoughts are my first thoughts i can write much faster in english than if someone would ask me to write in hindi or i can speak much faster in english with hindi i need to think and you know process and unless it's like a casual conversation but uh, but this is things this these are things that come for, forward only when you're thinking about why and if you're not it doesn't matter people would be like and i got very offended when the people told me like you stay at home and your kids don't speak hindi and i got extremely offended for the first 3 4 months it stayed with me and it's still there with me that you know i feel i i felt like a failure i was like okay uh that is a because it felt like a valid question i stay at home i'm with my kids all the time why don't my kids naturally learn hindi but the fact of the matter is <laughs> how are they going to learn a language they've never heard my husband doesn't watch hindi movies i end up watching hindi movies myself hindi movies have a lot of sexism and things like that which we violence which we don't we never wanted our kids to watch so that is another reason why they've never watched hindi movies with me it's only recently my son has turned when he turned 9 when i said no sit let's watch movies because now i can explain things to him uh both my kids are highly sensitive so i never wanted to introduce them these things without context uh which is a loss for us in that one aspect which we are working on diligently that now we watch movies now my mom is teaching them hindi uh, because now they are at home so it's uh, <laughs> uh so uh, those kind of things but it's a challenge but people don't talk about it people assume that oh if you're a bilingual if you're a multilingual your kids will automatically know all the languages but that's not true uh and those are i mean that's one of the major things which i think brought me to that and i was writing for other platforms and uh, i felt that you know uh 
the platforms that you write for once they get big they let go of the people they don't pay attention to who's who doing what i want to create a platform a collaborative platform where we stand behind each other we we lift each other up honestly to to raise our voices against things that are happening like black lives matter be it south asian culture uh, issues be it uh, colorism be it sexism be it uh, issues that people are facing because of uh, being entrepreneurs and you know staying at home with corona it's not easy if you're an entrepreneur mother who has to stay at home and you know cook the whole time and you know do everything and then you know you have to take a step back and all these things are not being talked about so i want to make sure that i have a platform where everyone is taken care of where everyone stands behind each other stands beside each other and make sure lifts each other up in every small way whether it's just supporting each other's articles or staying with the book or you know uh, building a community together and that's what i hope to do that we build a community a village for each other which can help our children in turn because like you said it's a circle right we can only stand by each other when we are in a circle and not you know when we i know it's it's great to be big but what about being small and nurturing and making that small bit of difference first before just blowing up and becoming super rich and super famous but not making any difference mean making any impact and uh, i'm hoping and i'm glad to say we have a lot of great books coming up Uh, I have uh, one client, uh, Dilraz, who's writing "See You Soon" book. It's for working mothers helping their kids deal with anxiety. Then I have uh, another, Shana Miller. She's writing a book about uh, different uh, uh, kids from diverse cultures about what they want to be when they grow up. Uh, we have uh, Sneha Jhamb, who's writing about stress-free prosperity, where how your culture affects your relationship to prosperity, uh, and. these are all incredible books that are coming up uh, we have another book coming up about grief my own two children book are coming up one is about body positivity another one is about uh, how we are all similar yet different uh, so these are all efforts that we are making and of course we have tons of free articles thousands of free articles we featured a lot of people but uh, i really really and i think i've digressed from what you had asked me but honestly i think it's because i'm so passionate about it is that i want to i wanted to and i still continue to want to if in my life just help people be more mindful and thoughtful about others around them that just because you decide life is a certain way doesn't mean that's just the perfect way or right way to live there are many ways and people are allowed to make all the decisions and it's fine as long as they're not hurting someone as long as they're not doing something illegal everyone has a right to live the life they want and be strong and be rooted in whatever they choose to be that was a wonderful message very powerful um i love how you broke the, you tore the cardboard box apart <laughs> <laughs> I created a circle of strong people supporting each other which is what makes them so strong you're also you're you're giving each other strength you're empowering each other to really look at things that cut across all the boxes um just even the book topics you talk about it doesn't matter what box you fit in this we want to get out of boxes but you know what box people put you in or you put yourself in you're cutting across all of that you're tearing down a box and creating this big circle of powerful people who are going to empower other people in the process and i think that that is part of what we need to do and and 
if we're highly sensitive, you know, I, I recently realized I'm a highly sensitive person myself. I took the quiz from Barbara after our interview and, and um, sometimes we get so overwhelmed with everything else that we have a hard time navigating all these emotions and navigating this issue of being put in boxes and navigating everything that's thrown at us. And you talked about your children, but even if you're not a highly sensitive person, there's just so much to navigate that being able to tear that box apart, create this powerful circle of, of people who are empowering others and themselves in the process um, really is a great message and, and a great uh, foundation for, for a company like Raising World Children. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, so definitely you left me with a lot uh, to think about, a lot of tools. In thinking about even my own work, uh, in, in, in my search for information and, and meeting people through this podcast, Coffee and Interview, and as a writer and as a coach and a mentor, there, there's so much we can do to use our cultural experiences for empowerment and to help others do the same for themselves and for others that they touch. And so this has been a very insightful interview, very powerful interview. Uh, so thank you so much for, for bringing all these, this information and all these resources to all of us uh, over you know, coffee and, and a virtual interview because we're all social distancing. Yep, so. That's totally another topic. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, that's a whole other that's a whole other podcast topic. But um, I also wanted to thank you for sharing uh, your website and for having all these free resources already available for us in the forms of blogs and articles. And for our listeners, all these resources will be listed under the description, so you'll see additional interview resources and you'll see the names of the resources with links so that you can jump right in there and see some of these resources that could help you with your own work, help you as parents, help you with your children, help you with um, family members, help you navigate so many uh, situations that we have are forced to navigate every day uh, because of our, dif our differences and our perspectives, which should empower us, but sometimes we, we, we feel overwhelmed or disempowered because of the boxes or, or all these other issues that are occurring around us. So definitely let's keep empowering each other uh, and let's see how our cultural experiences can empower all of us. Thank you. Yeah, and thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you.